0: jennifer dates the the idea for this came to me actually when i was on a date the other day and um he mentioned that he uh read quite a lot of blogs and things like that of of people and their dating adventures and i just thought that's so interesting um and so i thought oh maybe i could do that but then i was like No. (laughs) So I just kind of decided I wasn't going to do it. But then I thought to myself, well, I do get a lot of questions sometimes um, about things that I've already written and who they're about. So maybe I could do something about that. And then, of course, I realized that that actually would essentially be a dating blog. However, I didn't want to set up an entirely new blog. So I thought, I'll do a podcast instead. So here we are. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to, I guess, kind of talk about, um, you know, the people that I have, I have been out with, how we met, what happened, um, and I suppose how they connect to, to who I am now and so on and so forth. And of course I will, you know, fill you in on my current dalliances, that'll be fun. So this is the first of perhaps many episodes and I hope you have a good time. I certainly didn't, which is why I still don't have a stable relationship. Okay, so for the purposes of not entirely giving away who I'm talking about, which I believe is the dumb thing, we're going to call this guy... the vampire. And that will make sense later in the story, I'm sure, as long as I don't forget to tell you the key thing that makes that make sense. Anyway, so we met... um, because I'm an idiot and I, <laughs> I had only actually moved to London a couple of months before and I thought, oh, well, London's so well connected. I'll definitely be able to get a train from central London down to sort of southeast London and the very, very depths of that, you know, sort of basically Kent pretending to be London. I'll definitely be able to get a train after midnight on New Year's Eve. I was wrong. I had been to a party and I was convinced I was going to go home, sleep in my own bed, it was going to be fine. I was wrong. I ended up having to... I <laughs> I got to, I think, about Victoria and I had to go back up to, to Walthamstow, which is where I came from originally. I was going, um, That was where the party was. So I went back up there and I said to my friend, oh, can I stay over? They said, yeah, come back up, it's fine. So I'm on the Tube, on the Victoria line, Um and this guy um, starts asking me if I want to go back to his house. And I say no. He's very clearly quite drunk. Um, he's, he just keeps going on about it, on and on and on. Um, we get to uh, the tube station where he's getting off. And he starts actually physically trying to pull me off the train. And of course this is London, so everyone sits in uncomfortable silence and pretends that they can't see what's happening. Um, (laughs) So, um, thankfully, he got his arm caught in the door of the tube train. So I escaped with my life, or whatever. And I just sort of sat back down and just sort of tried not to freak out too much. And... I notice this guy is looking over at me from the other side and I'm just sort of thinking are you seriously just going to sit there and look at me now after you've just sat and done nothing you absolute bastard it gets worse as I get off the train at the end of the line to go and meet my friend this guy follows me and asks me if I'd like to go out with him and there's a part of me that's thinking the actual nerve He just sat and watched as I went through that horrible situation and now he asks me this. The nerve. But then there's also a part of me that has never actually been on a proper date before, hasn't ever had a proper boyfriend before, really, and thinks, oh, I'd I'd quite like to have that. I'd quite like to have that experience. Okay, (laughs) Even though, I mean... I don't know, perhaps I'm expecting too much. I mean, if it was me and I saw something like that happen, I'd like to think I'd at least try and help somebody, but, I mean, I suppose until you're there, you don't know. But anyway, even though he did absolutely nothing to help me when some creepy guy was literally trying to drag me to, well, God knows, I mean, death. Well, we don't know. But anyway, regardless of that, I said, yeah, okay, yeah, fine, we can go out. (sighs) Was it an absurd choice? Maybe. But I did it anyway. And that's, I suppose, where our story begins. We went on our first date to the South Bank, I've now come to realise that almost every time I go out on a date with somebody who lives in London, we go to the South Bank. And you know, I don't know, I mean I feel like there's more stuff in London to do, but at the same time maybe there's not. Maybe we've all tricked ourselves into thinking that there's loads of stuff to do in London, but actually there's nothing to do. There's just a couple of things, one of which being of course the South Bank. And we've tricked ourselves into thinking there's loads to do, because it's the capital city, so it must be great, right? But what if it's not? Anyway, I'm getting beyond the point. Back to what I was saying, so we went to the South Bank, and um, I was very nervous, because I mean, I always am, but it it was really one of the first times I was actually going out with someone, and... So I didn't really know what to say, I didn't know what to do. Um, we we walked for a bit, we talked about our lives and, and all that fun stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I always hate that part because I don't know how much I'm supposed to tell somebody. You know, I don't know what they're going to find interesting. I don't know. You yeah, know, plus, nowadays you've normally done all that before, you know, over messages, you know, you know, by text or an app or whatever the hell you're doing, you know, to, to meet these people, you know, so you've normally done all that. So it's like, well, what, what do I say? So, (laughs) you know, you try and kind of get through it and say something. Um, and so we, we stopped for a drink, um, and, (laughs) This was when things got a bit awkward because he sort of accidentally, you know, I suppose implied that I was potentially a prostitute. It was complicated. Basically, he (laughs) he joked about how if I was a prostitute, he would pay quite a lot of money to sleep with me, which I suppose is quite nice. And I suppose is kind of a compliment, but it kind of came out of nowhere. So it just kind of seemed weird and slightly offensive. (laughs) I was like, what? What does that even mean? Um, Rita, I went out with him for a whole six months (laughs) after that, even, even with that. I, I, I literally cannot express to you how confused I am by that to this day. Um, but, yeah, we decided to to see each other again, so I suppose we did. Um, for ages. Well, it felt like ages, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so that, that was a, a thing that happened. It wasn't a particularly eventful first date, I suppose. I mean, nothing really that drastic happened, apart from the, the prostitute thing. That's the main thing that, that I remember. But, um... I suppose that's the problem with Southbank as a date location. There's not really oodles to do apart from talking and going to a bar maybe. So yeah it was what it was. Okay I'm going to get to the reasoning for the Vampire label, as it were. He <laughs> he used to wear these sort of dramatic white shirts all the time, and he had like this long kind of coat that I guess if one was drunk enough, and it was my first year of uni, so of course I was, was kind of like a kind of Dracula kind of cloak, you know. And he had this. I mean, I don't want to say obsession, but I mean, it kind of was. This thing about my neck, and quite a lot of it, like, he was just, I don't know, man, he was a very, very bite-happy kind of guy. Which was weird for me, because, you know, as I said, I I was very, you know, high, my only real romantic... Expertise comes from watching Disney films and shit. Please be nice to me, and I don't know. I just feel like maybe he was not the best start of boyfriend. You know, (laughs) I probably should have, you know, somebody a bit less intense, maybe. I mean, I don't know. There was a lot that was fun and exciting, but there was also a lot that was, I mean, not ideal. (laughs) He could be quite, I don't know, it was like he didn't understand that his experience level, if you want to use those terms being far higher than mine meant something you know he couldn't just briefly explain okay this is what we're going to do and this is going to happen and blah 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 and expect me to be fine with it because well that's just not how people work you can't (laughs) you can't just bring someone up to speed with a slight pep talk on you know emotional and physical experiences that a person has no idea about you can't just rush through those things and I don't think he really understood that you know for all his talk about him being you know older than me I mean he was but you know uh, and him being more mature and whatever I think he really missed that part and he just he just didn't realize that you can't you can't just expect somebody to be Immediately ready for things because you want them to be. And you you can't just sort of throw someone into something and then act surprised if they freak out. Because if he was as grown up and intelligent as he liked to think he was, surely he would have realised that was going to happen before it did. But anyway. um, (laughs) But I mean, obviously it, it did not end well because here we are. Um... You know, I'm trying to think of something nice to say. <laughs> that sounds really bad, but I mean, it's the truth. Um, he didn't seem to realise that we had broken up when we did. I kind of, I had tried to make it as clear as possible that, that I didn't want to, I didn't want to be with him anymore. Um, and so I, I left, I went home. And uh, I did the whole dramatically changing my relationship status on Facebook to single thing. And then he called me and he said, why have you done that? And I said, well, we just broke up. And he's like, oh, oh, I didn't realise. So I felt like a bit of a dick. (laughs) But I mean, I had tried to be as as clear as possible, but it obviously didn't work. Um, But I mean, there were... There were nice things There were good things I suppose maybe it's just hard to remember them we used to say that we loved each other I know that probably sounds really dramatic considering we were together literally six months but you know it it was what we did and I've thought about it and I don't think that we did I, (laughs) I I really don't um I think I was excited about the opportunity to be able to love somebody and to have that relationship and, and everything. So I think maybe I, I convinced myself that, yeah, 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 I totally love him, I totally love him, that's fine. Um, <laughs> because I wanted to. I, I'd never been able to really do that before. I had had infatuations and crushes and whatever, but it had never actually happened. I, I'd never been with anybody. It never worked out. So I guess I was just wanting it to be real, wanting it to happen. So, you know, (laughs) from my perspective, I don't don't think that I loved him. And I don't think he loved me either. I, uh, I think he was somebody who was going through a difficult time, because he was, And I think he saw a girl who was essentially a blank canvas, you know, because when I think about it, I don't remember him ever telling me anything particular about me as a person that he really liked. All I mainly remember is him essentially trying to change who I was, telling me, I want you to wear things like this. When we have sex, I want us to do this. I... You know, I don't know that I like when you do this, you know. It was very much like he was trying to change who I am. So if that's the case, I don't know that he loved me. I think think that he just saw somebody who didn't have any real experience and knew that he could make her into whatever he wanted. And, um... I mean, it's disheartening, of course, (laughs) but but it's something I I can accept, you know, especially as I'm now not sure that I loved him either, so it's like, oh, well, that's fine then. (laughs) I mean, it's six months of my life, I'll never get back, and probably... You know, some things I'd rather forget. But, you know, it's okay. It's fine. I spent, sort of like, the year after that whole thing, you know, just kind of devastated about it. <laughs> it's just so dumb. I mean, it was six months. I I would write sad poems and and sometimes I would cry and it was really stupid. I felt very almost like abandoned, you know. <laughs> Which I know makes no sense because I I actually dumped him um primarily at my friend's insistence though i must add um if it hadn't been for them i probably wouldn't have done it um and he probably would have ended up dumping me eventually god knows how that would have gone but (laughs) uh i just felt very um Well, I mean, like I said, just, like, abandoned, like, sometimes he kind of made me feel like, like we were the only people in the whole world, and then suddenly that was gone. And I think I kept writing about it so much, and I wanted to be sad about it for so long because it felt like part of it was still there, part of it was still real. Long after he had gone, (laughs) uh, I unfortunately actually got my wish sort of about a year after the long year of sadness kerfuffle because (laughs) he. Uh, He, he got in touch over Facebook, and uh, or was it email? It was one of the two, it was either Facebook or email, and I remember I got really excited and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, and I actually, I think I wrote about it on Tumblr and I was like, oh my god, he emailed me and I'm really scared, I want to open it but I don't know what to do. and it was just to say that, because I had made a Tumblr post about Miles from Spider Man, because um, it was around the time that he was introduced, and and all all the Marvel fans were kicking off, and they were like, "We're not racist, but we don't want a black Spider Man." And I'm like, "Seems racist to me, but okay." And I basically like did this long rant on Tumblr, like, you know, there are a billion. You know, white superheroes, can't we have one? Can't we have just one, for God's sake? And, and and he saw it, which means that he was still following my Tumblr ages after we broke up, which I've always kind of thought was a bit weird, but, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> so he emailed me to talk, to talk about it and to, to say all this stuff. And At the time, I was very excited, but now I'm kind of pissed off that he did that. Because I was just getting there, I was just getting to a point where I could move on, and and then he pulls me right back, and I do think that was unfair of him to do, um, especially as he had no intention of of us reconnecting, which, to be quite honest, is probably a good thing. But still, you know, I think it was cruel of him to do that, knowing how i felt because i i wasn't aware at the time that he was still following my tumblr and i had talked about how i felt i talked about how i i I missed him and i i still had feelings and whatever so if he's been following it enough to see a throwaway post about spider-man he obviously was following it enough to see all of those other posts where i talked about how i felt so i do think it was it was quite unfair of him to then sort of jump back into my life temporarily and then be like, oh, by the way, no, I, I I, just got back in touch in the hopes that maybe we could sext, but I'm not, you know, I'm not coming back and we're not getting back together. I thought that was a bit harsh, but I mean, it's fine. I'm fine now, so. <laughs> I think there are parts of, I guess, like what we had or whatever that, still kind of exist in, in relation to me, you know. I, I think I'm a lot more, I don't want to say guarded, but, like, I mean, basically that, about, you know, just, just around people. I feel like some of the things that happened happened because he sensed, I don't want to say weakness because it's not that, but naivety I guess and I'm, I'm very careful not to allow that to, to be present. I don't want people to see that because I don't want them to know that i have vulnerabilities things that that can be used against me i don't want to ever be in a position again where <laughs> where i'm Emotionally, mentally, physically, just in any way at the mercy of someone else. It won't happen. I don't want that. And that is something that I I carry, I almost obsess over. And it's not going anywhere, and that sucks. But at the same time, it's a good thing, you know. Because it i am more careful, you know, and I think that's that's important. Um, and of course, there were a ton of, of things that I wrote about him in in that six months. i I'll give him one thing. <laughs> he uh He made me productive let's let's leave it at that. but I, I mean, some of it was good. Some of it was terrible. Uh, And some of it I've been able to salvage and I've I've gone on to use. But if anything, you know, if if I have nothing else left from that time in my life, I at least have a bunch of things that I wrote. And, well, no one can take that, can they? (laughs) Um... But luckily, there are plenty of other people and other dates that I've had and hopefully will have and we can get into those another time. And that concludes, for now, the Saga of the Vampire. I hope you had a good time and you can subscribe to this podcast for more episodes there will be plenty more I'm sure <laughs> you can also subscribe or listen to my other podcast which is Sincerely Jennifer um, you can find the details of both of these podcasts on my website which is jenniferwan.com You can also while there find all the information about my books, uh, about my films, about my YouTube channel, uh, my music, there's a whole free archive of things I've written, there's just everything, everything you can think of, I've probably done it and it's probably on that website. Um, (laughs) uh, You can also find me on social media, uh, pretty much every social media you can think of because I'm that level of narcissist. With the username at Miss J Squared, so that's Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Um, you can find me everywhere, everywhere. And I will see you soon.